In my very first class of the radiography program I graduated from, the late Bob Pirelli, our program director, told us in his very first statement, even before introducing himself, that the average time for a radiologic technologist to burn out was five years. That was one of the few statements that he made that stuck with me over the years. I'd like to kind of dive into this a bit on today's episode. I remember being appalled at this burnout statement at first, thinking it was probably the least tactful and most discouraging thing to say to a new group of students. I discussed this with my fellow classmates, all 32 of them, after the first class where this five-year burnout theory was mentioned. I couldn't help but think, I'm spending two years for general education, one year in prerequisite courses, and two more years in the radiography program, total of five years of school to simply burn out in another five? What a waste. When I graduated from that program, I was one of maybe 16 that made it. That's right, only 50% of us made it to the end. I remember going to happy hour celebration with some of my fellow graduates, and this topic came up again. I suggested that maybe Pirelli said this to motivate us rather than to discourage us. Everyone laughed, and instead of pursuing my stance further, I kind of laughed and proceeded to eat more hot wings instead. Deep down, though, I was concerned. I thought, wow, I really need to find something else to do within five years or I'm going to hate my job. This really got in my head. I eventually started seeking out cross-training opportunities and landed jobs in CT, cath lab, and interventional radiology. All of these things I really loved, but every time I left diagnostic x-ray, I felt pulled back to my origins. I know the force is fictional, but that's the best way I can kind of describe the feelings I had. Once I reached the six or seven year mark after finishing school, I still felt like I was learning new things every day. There had been moments where, if I let it, shooting another chest x-ray seemed mundane. But when I began to ask myself honestly why certain tasks had become mundane, I ultimately concluded that it wasn't necessarily the task itself, but my own attitude about the task. The chest x-rays had become uninteresting because I'd let them. I shared a quote from my late grandfather in my book, Becoming a Radiologic Technologist. He told me once regarding picking a profession, Choose one thing, and do that thing better than anybody else can, and you'll be successful. I'm not claiming to be the best radiologic technologist in the world, but keeping this goal in mind opens up your mind to see new insights and opportunities to master your field. I began to practice those everyday mundane tasks a little bit differently. Can I collimate just a little bit more every day, or reduce my repeat rate even further? Or maybe even make a patient smile by making a small difference in their lives within the five minutes that I interact with them. I sought out opportunities for improvement in every aspect of my career. What was interesting about this was I really started to enjoy tasks more. It was like a complete change of mindset that I haven't even considered. I also began noticing changes in conversations with my coworkers. I noticed the people around me and what they were doing. Part of this was because I was looking for new techniques or tricks to do things better, but it ended up making me realize that many people, not all, had become that burnout technologist. They viewed their entire jobs and perhaps even their lives as mundane. I watched as they waited until 7 a.m. on the dot to clock in, and as they stopped working about 15 to 20 minutes before it was time for them to go home, 
just waiting for the chance to clock out on time. Their quality of work and patient care became similarly complacent, and even their supervision of student radiographers followed suit. Don't get me wrong, there's plenty of technologists who are excited about their careers and find joy in the work they do, but I felt personally that my career, at one point, was headed towards those guys that just come in and do the bare minimum just to punch a clock and get paid. I have no doubt that some of you listening to this may feel this way right now. If not, you probably currently work with people who feel this way, or at least behave like they do. You might not have much control over their behavior, but if you find yourself feeling this way, you can choose to recalibrate your mindset every day. I've found that doing so is often infectious. It's like you give off good vibes and people want to know why you're so enthusiastic. They begin to observe you and start dialogue comparing how you perform tasks compared to what they do. Sometimes you learn from them and sometimes they learn from you. Now to be completely honest, I'm an introvert. Having grown up as an only child and moving around a bunch, human psychology has always interested me though. And I'm going to kind of let you in on a little secret that I've been doing for years. Feel free to try this out because it's highly entertaining. If I'm in a room of people who are preoccupied, like in the workplace, and nobody's really talking, start humming a familiar tune. I find that television theme songs are some of the best tunes for this experiment, and my go-to has always been the theme song from Gilligan's Island. Just hum that tune for a few seconds loud enough for a few others to hear you. You may need to repeat this once or twice, but almost inevitably someone will begin to hum the same song. And it's hilarious if they say, why the heck is this song stuck in my head? I wouldn't make a regular habit of this, though, or people will kind of catch on to what you're doing, but the same psychological principles of emulation can apply to other practices at work. Most people will notice a change in demeanor, but some may need a little bit of encouragement. I remember someone I worked with who seemed like they really hated their job, but they were nearly retired. I started asking them questions about difficult views, I remember letting this one guy know that I was having trouble getting the odontoid view on one of my patients, and he was very happy to come show me a trick that I have added to my repertoire for my entire career now. After I approached this man just a couple of times and asked for his advice, I noticed a change in his demeanor. He became engaged. He started regularly checking in with me to see how the tricks were working that he shared with me, and he began giving me unsolicited advice. This led to our students in the department overhearing him and coming to him with questions. And in his late 60s, he decided he wanted to be a clinical instructor. That's a great example of what this podcast is all about. It doesn't matter whether you're a student, a veteran technologist, working in an advanced modality, maybe you're an educator, or if you're in leadership. Your attitude makes the difference when it comes to your work, especially if you're on the front line of patient care. When priorities change from mastering your skills for the benefit of the patient to keeping a steady course of income, your quality of care, your morale, and your sense of worth will begin to suffer. What is burnout anyways? There's physical burnout when our bodies just can't do it anymore, and that's unavoidable eventually in life. But when it comes to mental burnout, that's 100% in our control. If you don't truly like your role as a technologist, you shouldn't be involved in patient care. I would encourage you to find something that does excite you, but take some time to find out if a change in attitude and focus in your daily routine makes you feel any different. Perhaps old Bob Pirelli knew all this, and he was referring to this exact thing when he said the average burnout time was five years. 
Maybe he said this to inspire us to prove him wrong. I wish I could go back and ask him more about his intentions in this statement, but after spending his life in this field, writing books and teaching, I think it's pretty safe to say he intended for it to motivate us. I'd love to hear about any tips or tricks you have in your arsenal to continue working on mastery of your field or avoiding burnout so they can be shared with other listeners. Or if you try the humming experiment, please let me know about that too. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at 5minrad. That's the number 5, M-I-N-R-A-D. And you can join the interactive Facebook group for 5-Minute Radiography. You can also subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcatcher to automatically get new episodes added to your feed. Thank you so much for listening. Looking forward to hearing from you and sharing your resources. For the courage of the fearless crew, the minnow would be lost. The minnow would be lost. The ship's aground on the shore of this uncharted...